Hello and welcome to How to Be Human from artisanbusinesssolutions.com with more workplace and people management conversation. My name is Daya Osborne and I'm an actor, writer, ops and development director. And I'm Katherine Jenkins, though most folks just call me Jenkins. And I'm a people management consultant with Artisan Business Solutions. This is How to Be Human. Okay, this week's question is, what is the difference between a personal development coach, a personal empowerment coach, and a life coach? That really feels to me like different people have picked titles for themselves Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that speak to something they're trying to highlight about the work that they do, specifically that kind of empowerment coach idea, ways to stand out in a, a field of coaches, which is fine, but I don't think you're going to figure out who you want to work with based on the title they choose. It's more about the relationship and the kind of support they provide, which you're not going to figure out based on their title. Three people could use life coach and three people could use those three different titles mm -hmm. and it, you're not going to get clarity around who's more similar and who's more different in their approaches. No, it feels to me like the personal development, personal empowerment, and life coaching all would fall under life coaching. It's just different ways. In that it's, it's Am more I about... focusing on the empowerment side of it? Am sure. I thinking of the development side of it? Am I thinking like which direction you're taking it? It's a, about your life outside of work. I don't find the life work divide to be super helpful mm -hmm. because as the name of our podcast might suggest, there's a sense of our basic humanity that it goes over the whole thing, right? We yes. don't stop yeah. being people when we walk into the workplace and we don't stop being employees when we leave the workplace we bring these things with us into everything yeah. in fact so i wouldn't worry about the title i really really wouldn't worry about the title but you might consider are you looking to develop soft skills mm -hmm. right and that's going to apply in the workplace it's going to apply out of the workplace mm -hmm. our ability to communicate well affects every relationship we have every single relationship we have but then you know some people might be more interested in things like improving their dating life again communication is going to help you there i would right. highly encourage you to work on things like that. But, you know, if you're really nervous around the gender that you're attracted to, or just people that you're attracted to, right, it, it might be valuable to work with somebody who can encourage you in those ways. And that would definitely fall in the solid life side of the work-life divide, right? Right. But I don't think you necessarily need to look for somebody who categorizes himself as a life coach mm -hmm. to get skills that are going to be beneficial in your life, just as I don't think you need to look for somebody who's just teaching professional development yeah. to find somebody who can help you develop skills that are going to help you in your work. I mean, there's there's financial challenges as we kind of consider the the bottom of the work pyramid, mm -hmm. right? But if you are in a position where you are able to, whether because you find somebody who's working pro bono or mm -hmm. I happen to know somebody who's just really good at this and they don't charge, they just right. have conversations. You can find that kind of coach mentor relationship that is useful from the day you step foot mm -hmm. on your first ever job, right? Right. And useful in your day-to-day -day interactions as well. As well. Let's talk a little bit about the pyramid aspect of, hmm. let's say, your leadership to management employee level in a workplace and how a lot of times these kinds of things are offered hmm. on behalf of the company. So that could be professional associations. They pay your dues so that you can be a part of this culture, which offers you access that you usually wouldn't have hmm. or opportunities for heightened like webinars or summits or something like that that's going to really beef up your education tends to be given to your higher C-suite management leadership type people. Right. Negating the fact that everybody can benefit in the receiving of these educational opportunities, these coachings and mentorings and abilities to network and things like that. So maybe talking a little bit about how this could be if you are in a specific professional field, mm -hmm. such as philanthropy, that may be paying for 
for all of your employees to have access to this professional group and pay for the dues could be part of, say, the bonus structure or the benefit Absolutely, structure. Absolutely, yes. To allow everybody to have this kind of equal access. And I would say it's never going to be as simple, even if y- y'all are technically all in one field. So yeah. um, I spent a lot of my career around food service and hospitality. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of that work. There are professional associations within those industries. Sure, sure. But sometimes you have the accountant who works in food service. It's going to benefit them more to be part of an account accountant right. network or have a professional mentor who can speak to the specific challenges of right, accounting right, right. perhaps than to be in a food service network. Mm-hmm. Their job is tangentially related to food service, but it is directly related to the accounting work. So while I am wholeheartedly in favor of top to bottom access to training, resources, mm-hmm. coaching, mentoring, all of these things, yeah. like so many things in the workplace, again, dealing with humans, it's not a one size fits all approach. It is not, correct. Both for the individual and yeah. what that individual needs and also for their role and what that role needs in terms of support. You also might have, say, the accountant, right? Right. The accountant might not need professional association thing they might have the accountant thing down but what they don't have is the ability to talk to, to anyone who's not an accountant yeah again we come back to communication because yeah. it's such a problem it's such a big issue in the workplace and in our lives so this is where the work that we do is so important right and that's the offering and it's important to me that it is offered mm-hmm. to to every level Everybody. within mm-hmm. the organization sometimes it's not offered to every employee depending on their employment status mm-hmm. right if you've got a contract or if you've got a you know somebody who works 10 hours a week there might be some financial restrictions, but that it's not tied into managers and directors get something. Yeah. That your full-time entry-level employees do not. The frontline entry-level employees, Mm -hmm. your retail, your food service employees, Mm -hmm. benefit exponentially Mm -hmm. with getting some coaching around how to operate under stress, how to respond in those types of situations. Just to clarify, part of your process of what you provide is one-on-one staff time, yeah. which is development. It's first starts and mm. check-ins and then open up the tables of what are you working on? What are your challenges? What are the things that you want to learn? What are the things that you're struggling with? It's really that one-on-one time to get to know these employees, these people, whether they are leaders or they mm. are new employees and helping them to discover what directions they want to expand their growth, expand yeah. their knowledge bases and where it would best behoove them to invest that mm-hmm. time. And along with the investment of providing these opportunities for ongoing educational coaching has to come the time to do Mm -hmm. it, which means that on the clock, you have to allow them time and Mm -hmm. access to the computer, to a quiet space so that they can do the studying, the ability to take time off of work, but still on the clock to attend seminars and to get paid to up this skill set. A lot of the times that I've seen where the access has been given, the time has not been given. It's, well, okay, I'm going to pay for this for you or allow for you to do this, but it doesn't come off of my expectation of your 52-hour work week. You still have to do that, and then you can do this on top. No, 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 no. This needs to be part of that full bank. That's one of my favorite things is when uh, employers frame it like, I will allow you to to pay for on your own time right. study your field. I will allow you to do that. It's like, yes, yes, I could have done that yeah. this whole time. You yeah. can't prevent me from doing that. What I'm looking for is mm-hmm. some support. And what different organizations are going to be able to provide in terms of support is mm-hmm. going to vary. Mm-hmm. Some organizations have such limited employees because of their budgets that the idea of somebody taking off time to do this mm-hmm. is there's a, a panic response that mm-hmm. comes into managers' heads, right? Of I don't know how long 
going to cover. Mm -hmm. And then there can be the, okay, they can take time off, but I'm already paying for their time off. I don't know how I'm also going to pay for the coverage. coverage. Mm -hmm. Right. Those are also things that we help organizations work through is the strategy of recognizing not everyone can just have an unlimited supply of resources and give all employees everything they could possibly need. But what Sally needs versus what John needs Mm -hmm. is going to look different and building rather than a one size fits all, which it will not. So rather than that, coming up with something that's closer to a potluck or a buffet table of there are many options here and you can work with the employees, we can work with employees in determining what's the best fit, which takes us back to that life coach, personal empowerment coach. Right. right? What do you want to focus on? Yeah. What do you want the parent focus to on? And also a lot of it is the excuse with nonprofits and mm. they never have money for anything, right? It's the constant sure. excuse of, well, we just don't have the money. You always have a possibility for pivot. That absolutely is possible. Mm. So what you need to do is start with a strategy, start with the intent that you're going to work towards the possibility, working towards the eventuality of being able to offer these things. If you don't start, you can't achieve it, right? You right. can't complain about never winning the lotto if you never play the lotto. You have to actually buy the ticket and then you have to buy another ticket and another ticket and the more tickets that you buy the higher your probability is of actually winning something because you're participating at some level of the process. If you don't show up at all and don't start the process at all you don't reserve the right to complain later because your employees are leaving you for other opportunities when they don't even have a ghost of an offering in front of them. And I'm not saying empty offerings. I'm not saying that you're saying you're going to, you know, I'm going to offer you millions of hours of free blah, blah, blah. And that's our expectation. And we're just going to say that, but we're never going to deliver on it. You need to build the actual strategy, knowing where you eventually want this capacity to grow and what you want to be able to achieve. Also, as you're able to build trust with your employees, Mm -hmm. which means you're saying this is the framework that we are building upon. Mm -hmm. This is where we hope to get. Mm -hmm. We are not here yet. Right. So here's what I can offer you now. Mm -hmm. Now, the first time you have this conversation, you're going to get a lot of eye rolls because yes. they're not going to expect you're going to follow through. But six months later, when you're able to offer that next step that right. you you committed to them mm-hmm. that you were going to offer, and then six months later, when you can offer the step after that, the trust will come. You have to be willing to show up, be vulnerable, say, this is where we are planning on getting, and here's the steps we're going to do. And earn it. And earn it. Yeah. You need to earn it. Yeah. So going back to the original question, yeah. what is the difference between a personal development coach, personal empowerment coach, and life coach? Ultimately, it's, I think, how they want to identify what their specificity is within coaching overall. But like anything, what really matters is how that interacts in relationship to each individual. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage people not to write somebody off based on the title. If you're interested in coaching, and I encourage you to be interested in coaching, meeting with a few different people and finding that right fit, that right synergy, where you've got a partner who's going to support you in your growth in the direction that you want to pursue. Absolutely. Okay, so if you have any questions you would like to fire away at us, you can do that at artisanbusinesssolutions.com. And while you're there, check out our newsletters, blogs, and services. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for our full lineup. And check us out on our social media, including Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm Dea Osborne. And I'm Catherine Jenkins. And this has been How to Be Human. <laughs>